This podcast is brought to you by Cashflow Mastery, the only revenue management course in our industry that teaches you step-by-step how to become a master revenue manager in your hosting business. For more info, check out getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflowmastery. That's getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflowmastery. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Get Paid for Your Pad. Coming to you from San Diego. Back from my vacation. So back home feels good. It's sunny. It's warm, as always, in Southern California. And today we're going to talk about a very important topic especially now that the Airbnb and short rental climate has gotten more competitive, we have to focus on design. And so I got two design experts on the show today, Aaron and Heather, the founders of Pink Wall Designs out of Canada, and they focus on uh, interior design for the short rentals and boutique hotels, and they are investors themselves uh, as well. So they own their own properties. And so I'm excited to dive into it. Aaron and Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Well, we were kind of talking about it a little bit before we started recording, but let's first touch on why is interior design so important in the current climate when it comes to short-term rentals, boutique hotels, or any any type of property that you're trying to make money with, right? Uh, design is, is very important today. What are your thoughts on that? So a short-term rental or a boutique hotel is a product, Um, just the same way that a Starbucks coffee is a product, a McDonald's cheeseburger. These are all products. Your short-term rental is a product. So it must be packaged and presented as such. And so um, people need to get out of the mindset of like, here's my personal home and I'm just going to throw it up on Airbnb and like, hopefully I'll make some money that no longer works anymore. Um, that used to work when Airbnb was new and, uh, we have now graduated into the next phase of short-term rentals where that no longer works. So when people are getting into the Airbnb industry or the short-term rental industry, they need to put their business hat on and realize that they are in the hospitality industry. And so they need to be doing proper design. It needs to be marketing focused and it needs to be experiential. And what we mean by that is when it's market focused, that means that you've done research in the area, you know where your Airbnb is located and you know why guests would potentially book your property. And then you need to design the property tailored to those people. So you want to make them book your place over the competitor. Um, And then it, with experiential design, people want to have experiences not only with their groups, but they also want to be able to share it on social media. So you need to provide that for them to make it easy for them to just whip out their phone and start engaging with your property and their guests. And it has to be something that flows all together. Amazing. Well, there's a lot to impact there. Uh, I want to start off with something that you mentioned, I think is really important. We can't be in the mindset of renting out a space. We have to be in the mindset of creating an experience, right? Um, I think that's really important. And you know, Aaron and I were talking quickly before the recording, and uh, one thing that w- that the way that we look at our properties, we think it has to be Instagrammable, like like you mentioned, right? It has to inspire people to take out the phone and and want to show it off to their family, their friends. 
um, especially the younger generations. I, I, I feel like it's, 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 this is really important, right? Um, so there's a lot to unpack here, but let me, let me start and maybe Aaron, you can maybe touch on this. Like what, if, if I'm a small Airbnb host and this has never really been a focus of mine, like what, where do I start with all this? That's such a good question. And a lot of investors, like they know how to analyze a deal, but when it comes to design, that's kind of like our bread and butter where we come in and it's not as hard as you think. So it's just basically little ways that you can make your Airbnb short-term rental, vacation rental stand out compared to your competition in your market. So Things like we've done multiple things for our clients in their properties, like we use feature walls, any kind of colorful paint, wallpaper. Um, you can get super creative with that by making an impact on one wall. So you get that wow factor. Um, we also incorporate a lot of neon signs or some kind of signage with fun sayings because that's a go-to where people will get the group together and take a photo and upload that. And then you're direct marketing the property. Everybody's going to wonder, oh, where are you? And you can tag your Airbnb as well. So those are kind of a main um, kind of go-to that we love to do. But overall, like you need to incorporate that cohesiveness of a space and have an ongoing theme throughout. Those are the properties that are like excelling in the space because it's the overall vibe that you're getting throughout the house and um, make an impact at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So you're saying that we should have a dedicated uh, area where we really think through the process of, you know, people are going to be using this as a, as a selfie wall or as a place where they're going to stand that they're going to take that picture and share it on social media, right? We want to have a designated place for that. For sure. And a lot of what we, what Heather and I do at Pinkwall Designs, so every property needs to be considered differently when you're thinking about how I want to design this. And it all comes down to doing your market research of who is coming to this property. Why are they coming to this property? What kind of experiences are they going to want to do in this area? Because a beach house is very different than going to, say, a cabin in the woods right? You're going to have very different design, very different feel, and very different amenities that you're going to present for your guests. So we always do that first, figure out who your target market is, and then design accordingly. So what's, what do you think is the best way to find out who is that target audience? Because you know, I think a lot of Airbnb hosts know that by now that they can't just you know, please everybody, you got to focus on a specific type of guest avatar is what we call it. Like what are some ways to find out who that person is? I think people know that they need to cater to their guest avatar, but they don't end up doing that. If I'm being completely honest, they think that they have and they haven't. Um, so of course the, the bare, like the bare minimum sort of or like air DNA, Google, um, you can do, you know, statistical research on there, but really, um, our suggestion is get on social media and specifically TikTok. search your area. You don't even have to hashtag it. Just like TikTok's more of a search engine. If anything, get on your or uh, get on TikTok and search your area where you're going to buy um, your Airbnb and see what other people have inserted because a lot of suggestions will come up underneath and then start clicking and watching those videos. See just the general 
Like sometimes, you know, the, the average person walking down the street in that specific area is going to give you better information than Google or AirDNA. People are very focused on that type of thing, but you want to hear from the people who are actually traveling there now. What have they missed? What are they looking for that doesn't exist right now? What do they wish they had in that area? And if you just watch these like general users of these social media platforms, you will get a ton of information that will really help help you with, uh, doing those designs. That's a, that's a good point. Like, so I guess TikTok is a useful platform after all then, huh? It is possibly the most useful because people think that it it's like another Instagram and it absolutely is not. It's a search engine. And p- honestly, I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years if TikTok starts to heavily compete or maybe even surpass Google because I, I exclusively use, if I need to find out something fast, I don't want to read an article and I don't want Google to take me to like a YouTube video that I still have to scroll through 10 minutes. I want in 30 seconds my answer and that's exactly what TikTok is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, that's a that's a really good point. Like attention spans have shortened quite a bit. Uh, you know. And people just don't have time. Like investors yeah. especially, they don't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like people won't, you know, answer as fast. So, I didn't realize that talk to TikTok was uh I don't like social media, so I try <laughs> to stay away from it, but my wife uses it a lot, so I know that she when we go on a trip, like I I go on Google to search for information she goes on tiktok and she typically finds things much faster than i do so for sure yeah (laughs) i would say tiktok and instagram are one of like the top ones to go for yeah um so is it also can we also use tiktok to create a presence for for our properties 1000%. We've had properties go viral on TikTok and we have seen um, 1 million views in the first 24 hours for, for properties that we've designed. So it is an absolute game changer. That's another caveat if we want to get into like the marketing side of things. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's insane just because uh, it's visual, right? And then people start to go off on what can you do there and what's in the area and all of that stuff. And then people watch and they share and it's it's an absolute, it's kind of a necessity, like we think moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's touch a little bit on that because I know driving more direct bookings, I think is on everybody's mind in 2024. I think everybody think realizes, you know, we can't just be relying on a platform that any day could close our account and we lose all of our business. Right. So, so like, yeah, let's, let's dive a little deeper in like, how, how can we leverage these, these platforms like Instagram and TikTok um, to eventually get people to book our places? Yeah, it's such a good question. And people, so what people haven't really accounted for is like, they need to be kind of in arrears with stuff. They need to be like ahead of the game. Actually, I don't know if arrears is the correct word, but um, <laughs> they need to like, so, you know, people will say we want to get into re- to direct bookings this year. Like let's do it next month or whatever. Right. But what they have, and then they'll start their marketing then, and they'll start their, this, they have to get marketing like six months in advance. And then you move over to over to direct bookings and then it's more of a seamless switch over. And how you do that is by getting on social media and utilizing um, 
that whole world. And a lot of people are like you, Jasper, where they're like, I don't really like it. And for your personal use, you know, you do whatever you want. But if you have an Airbnb, it is our belief that you absolutely must. It's just part of your business. Like people aren't buying billboards anymore, but when they were, you had to buy one to compete. And now you just have to be on social media, whether you hire that out or you do it yourself, you must have a presence. So Um, yeah, people need to start doing that type of marketing in advance, then like let their platform build or like their accounts build up, build up like in followers and in views and just like overall exposure. And then the direct bookings is like not even a big jump. It's just the the obvious next step because you already have that audience. Yeah. I would say almost like implementing social media is a little bit more important than having just your generic website. Like That's so old school. And you want to have a platform where you can obviously accept direct bookings, but spending all that time and you're paying someone to do a website, give the professionals um, like the ability to do that with your socials. And then you will reach way more people because you can't just launch a website and then the people will all come. You have to give out good content, have, you know, like clean photography, good footage and like be trending to reach more people and then they'll go to your website. So I think Mm -hmm. the implementation of both and the importance of using social media can take your property so much further. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, design and, and social media go hand in hand, right? Because you can, you, you can leverage your properties much more if it, if it looks great, right? like Like a mediocre boring, you know, apartment somewhere, and it's probably not going to grab that much attention. Well, and just to add to what you just said, um, the other thing that we're finding is very, it hasn't caught on too much yet in the real estate investing community is like these people, because they've been dealing mostly historically with like long-term rentals and like one, like they have a product and then like they have one person who rents it, right? They're thinking of guests and people like, that's great. That's still probably going to be the majority of your bookings. But I think the industry needs to expand their minds and think, well, who else might pay me for this space? Maybe a podcast host, maybe um, a chef, maybe like all everybody else is making content for their business as well. So if your property is designed that well and optimized that well, you're not only going to be relying on, you know, families and couples and stuff taking a vacation you're going to get other types of like business bookings, photo shoots, podcast recordings. Like you, so if people can expand their minds into that world as well, they're going to see a major jump in their return. Yeah. And those, those guests, well, not really guests, but people that book your property for business, like they're really good guests because they, it's their business. So they're willing to pay more, but also like, they're not going to throw a party. Like, you know, yeah. they're yeah. typically like respectful of your stuff and exactly. Um, they're getting shit that done. That. Yeah, because yeah, I was just going to share. What's like, that? I said some aren't even staying. Like we said this example the other day where people ask, hey, how much is your day rate? And it's no different than staying overnight, but they just want to use your property for the day. And then they're not even, you know, even sleeping to- in the beds. Yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. don't even have to do the changeover <laughs> with your cleaners of all the linens and all of that. Um, yeah. So yeah, 100%. And are you guys familiar with peer space, by the way? Peer space? I th- yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, because that's a platform where you that's basically the Airbnb for that like, type of bookings. Yeah, exactly. Right. But like let's compete with them, right? Like 
<laughs> and uh, seriously, an Airbnb offers more because a lot of those um, peer space, well, some, you get some like, I guess, places with beds, but some people will just rent out like an area with chairs, but like a vacation rental will have everything, probably a backyard too. So it's like, it's great competition, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I also wanted to mention that, um, you know, we have a, a marketing person that does our social media because me and my business partner were, you know, like I mentioned, we're just not. Uh, not really interested in social media, but our marketing person is very good with uh, with social media. We recently launched a, a cabin giveaway where we ran, uh, we put a little bit of a small budget into ads, and I was kind of blown away by the amount of uh, followers that we we got on Instagram from that giveaway. Right, just one giveaway, two nights, we give them away for free. We got like 500 email addresses, um, and we spent. You know, I think we spent around five hundred dollars on on advertising, and we got so much traction with that. We got people reaching out to your point, reaching out not just to stay as a guest, but like weddings, workshops, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of stuff. People were reaching out saying like, "Hey, your property looks great. I would love to, you know, do this here or do that." Mm-hmm. So to your point, like it really it really grabs attention from outside of just the the person that's going to book a two night stay. Uh, as a vacation. Exactly. And bringing it even beyond that, that's where you can think about like, depending on where the property is, like all of those metrics, um, you can even reach out even further and uh, potentially work with brands. So, you know, who needs exposure, right? What does your property align with? If it's designed properly and optimized again for like specific brands, you can reach out to brands and do, um, you know, do deals with them. And it's kind of like the new way we think that you know, the short-term rental industry will move to. Um, and I think we're just sort of at the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I talk to our students and I tell them about social media being a channel where you can attract uh, more guests, uh, oftentimes the, the thing that stops them from using it is because they just don't really know what content to create. And <clears throat> we also know that we have to be consistent and it takes some time, right? We can't just do two you know, two uh, videos and then expect people to to come over and stay with us, right? We need to have a consistent strategy of like, what are we posting every single day? Do you guys have any advice on, you know, how do we come up with like content to to post up on those channels? Collaborate with other people, collaborate with influencers, offer influencers to stay at your property. They'll make content for you. Um, they'll also bring followers. They'll tell other people, collaborate with local businesses. You guys can do stuff together. Collaboration is the number one way for sure to do that. Like you should have your own content as well. Um, and if, you know, tips is, is like a great, easy thing to think of, like, uh, an advice, like everyone always likes tips and advice, but, um, if you're stuck on like making content, uh, collaborate with others and it doesn't, they don't necessarily have to be influencers. They can just be complimenting businesses, um, and do things with them. And that's going to be a much easier way. Mm. Yeah. It's it's funny that you mentioned it because we actually had an influencer stay at our property and we did use her content in the giveaway, which is one reason that I think it, it was so successful. You Highly likely collaborating with local businesses. Can you give an example of that? Yeah. So reach out to like, you know, if people are going to come stay at your place, they need to eat. They might want to shop. They might want to do an activity. So what's around like reach out to uh, restaurants, 
reach out to possibly a chef that might be interested in coming by, um, reach out to the whitewater rafting, like tour guide that's in the area, whatever it is. Um, reach out and and see what you guys can do together. And every deal is going to look differently. Every collaboration is going to look different, but reach out to them and uh, say, Hey, we have an Airbnb in in the area. You guys have this. Everybody wants more business. It's like, I literally, we've never seen anybody say, no, we're not interested. Like they'll mostly always say yes. So, um, cause we do that. Sorry, I'm kind of going off here, but we actually also have a a marketing arm of our business. It go, it goes hand in hand with our design. Um, so that's why we we're pretty knowledgeable in the area as well. But, uh, yeah, they, they just reach out, like f- figure out what's around and, uh, make something happen. Mm-hmm. And what's so for, uh, you know, just to give you a concrete example, right? We, for example, our, our prop- property, there's a really cool restaurant across the street. Right, it's called Cafe Aroma, and we know the owners. And like, what what kind of content? I'm trying to think, what kind of content could we collaborate on? Like, what would that look like in in practice? So, off the top of uh, my head here, I would say uh, maybe you ask them to, I don't know, create like a coffee that's called the property. Like, I don't know if your property has a name, but mm-hmm. ask them if they want to call one of their coffees. Like, like get them to do a drink. That's your, that's the name of your, um, property. Sorry. I couldn't find my words there. Um, or you can, uh, you know, film yourself walking into the place and buying something. You can film, you know, them coming over to your place, like bringing, you know, doing a delivery, like an Uber Eats delivery or something. Um, just basic stuff. Think about basic things that people are going to be interacting with this, with this place. Like people are going to go from your property to there, buy stuff, maybe sit down. It even also doesn't have to be like, related necessarily to your property. It could just be like something that they're doing or even a promotion or something. And if you just repost it, like people will still be interested in the fact that, oh, this coffee shop is doing this promotion. And then they will lead back themselves to the fact that like you're also close by. Yeah. And that's another good thing for your guests because you're basically vetting out these restaurants and vendors who are you are partnering with. And suggesting them for your guests. So how often do you go to a new place and you're like, Hey, I wonder what's around here. Most people likely would go right onto Google, but if you already have these kind of partners and vetted out restaurants that you've, you know, collaborated with your guests are going to be more likely to go and choose those rather than looking on Google. Mm-hmm. The less work, the better. Yeah. yeah. I like the and idea it all of, comes uh, down to guest experiences. So the end of their stay, they're going to have a five-star review, said everything was taken care of. Like we didn't have to look on Google because, you know, the host was very knowledgeable and very helpful. And that all comes turn around into bettering your property as a business. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having our own drink. Like That would be pretty cool. Our, so our brand is called Free Wild. Like if we would have a Free Wild drink at, all our, our favorite restaurants or maybe a free wild dish. That would be mm-hmm. pretty cool. Like Try it. it out. Let us know. And then you feel free to give us a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Like let's, uh, let me think what else should we talk about? Like, so, so let's talk a little bit about like how you guys work with, with clients. So, uh, pink wall design. So are you, do you do the entire interior design of, of places or are you focusing on, uh, the murals? We do it all. So we have two tiers of service. 
So tier one is can be like a virtual kind of service. You get everything of our design and, and implementation for you to go and kind of take over on your own. And tier two is we do completely A to Z start to finish the entire project. You say, hey, I'm closing on this date. We come in, we do design, assembly, photography, your launch, all of that for you. And then you're off to the races for accepting bookings. So you guys would fly out to the actual location of the property? Yeah, with our second tier service, yes. Gotcha. Okay. And the first one is virtual. So that does it have to be somebody who's just bought a new home or could it be somebody who's just hosting and, you know, they want to upgrade their design or they want to, you know, the design like a, a new wall, like a selfie wall that we've talked about? Absolutely. Yeah, we do revamps and we also actually do single room designs. So sometimes people just want like one room uh, because the rest of the place is like, you know, good enough or they're not ready to do the whole place just yet. Um, but then they want that one feature room that like really makes a splash and that, that they can make those photos, the hero photos on their Airbnb listing. Um, so we will do a single room design. That's a really nice quick turnaround process too. It's like about seven days all in. Um which is nice for people because they don't have to like shut down really. Um, it's their own implementation, but on our end, we can get it over to them in about seven days. And then, yeah, revamps we do. Um, so we'll, it's kind of tough to work with existing furniture, um, but we can do it. And uh, it's a little bit easier and less costly and, you know, less on all aspects of the client because they don't necessarily have to like assemble beds or anything like that. We're just doing like more f finishing touches kind of thing. We mm -hmm. almost urge people to be constantly like revamping their property. It's a business at the end of the day. So, you know, every couple months you need to be considering and keeping up with trends. And by a point of turnover, maybe during slow season is a good time to kind of take a look back and evaluate how can we better our property so we can charge a higher nightly rate, um, receive more bookings in a now competitive market, right? Um, you need to be doing things that are constantly making your listing stand out. Mm -hmm. And we believe that that comes down to the design, the experience and amenities that you're offering to your guests. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good point is uh, things are changing very fast. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, Airbnb, it's just the Airbnb platform changes all the time. Like it's pretty crazy how many changes we've seen in the last couple of years. I mean, just today, I don't know if you guys have, have noticed this yet, but just today I found out that now you can actually edit your photos on the Airbnb platform. So you can oh. change the contrast, the brightness. There you oh, can that's smart. Photos. Yeah. yeah. So I just literally found out today uh, through a client that I'm working with who mentioned it to me and uh, hadn't, I hadn't seen it. Like there's a lot of things that Airbnb changes that they don't really announce it or maybe. Yeah. They're just always improving. Exactly. No. That's it. At the end of the day, they're constantly looking for ways to better themselves and improve too. And and better their things for their clients, which is their hosts ultimately. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they, uh, the fact that they roll out this new uh, functionality to enhance photos and it's pretty good. Like if you're listening to, to this right now and uh, go, go in your Airbnb listing, go in the backend and uh, yeah, click on the edit caption button and then you'll see where you can edit the caption you can click on there's another button edit and then you click on that and then you can literally click a button and it enhances your photo the photo looks better uh and that will probably help with conversion so um mm -hmm. 
let's see what's what are some what are some topics that we haven't touched on that you guys think is is important to share um i think uh, a huge huge thing that people are still doing it's a mistake and they need to stop doing it is designing their airbnb like a personal home that needs to stop <laughs> um people and there's been studies done and there's stats all over the internet People are, for the most part, leaving their personal home to change up their their day, their week, their month. They want to change. So they don't want to go to another city and fly across here and there, go on a vacation to just stay in a house that looks exactly like their home. Um, people want different. They want fun, bold, and experience and all of the things that we had sort of recently touched on. And then that pedals back to what we were saying earlier about kind of going all in on a niche because the reason people design Airbnbs like personal homes is because they want to appeal to everybody and they're scared to niche. But what exactly you end up doing when you're scared to appeal to, or sorry, when you want to appeal to everybody is you appeal to nobody. You know that saying, when you please everybody, you please nobody. It's the exact same here. And it's because like there are like millions and millions of people in the world, right? And so just because you have like a pink feature wall, it doesn't mean that you're going to deter like every man in the world. There's going to be a husband out there that his wife is going to drag him to this Airbnb, or there's going to be like kids who don't care or like, you know, different communities. Like there, it's not the, their fears are I, I, like justified, but I think if people can get over that and just realize that it's not going to, what's, what they're worried about isn't going to happen, then it's going to be much better because mm-hmm. the worst thing that you can do. And the most thing that the biggest thing that I would personally be fearful of is to have a listing that looks exactly like all of the other ones, because then it's literally just price shopping at that point. And then you're going to start to get like, you know, cheaper people and not as good guests and all of your fears are going to implode and you were better off just getting it properly designed (laughs) in the beginning, you know? And that's not to say it needs to be pink or this, but like, just go, don't afraid, don't be afraid to be bold. You will still, you'll, you'd be so surprised at who you'd attract. Like you, you, I, I think people just don't even realize what's out there. Yeah, and you know when you when you have like a very strong design and you're niched down a lot, like I feel like people are less price sensitive when it exactly. comes to those type of. I'm mean, just an example is uh, when uh, my, for my wife's birthday I booked a, an Airbnb that was designed by some famous. What's the lady called? It was in the martini glass? Do you, do you guys know uh, Marilyn Monroe? Oh. Maybe Marilyn. You said was, Marilyn. Mar- Yes, yeah. Oh. I think it was somebody else. It was uh, Vom. Started with Vom. I can't remember the name. <laughs> anyway, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Marilyn, but she's me, same. icon in her I, iconic. I don't know yeah, who you're talking about? <laughs> yeah, like iconic person. Like mm-hmm. uh, I think um, uh, what you call a cabaret um, type of per- person, right? And my wife loves that person, and it's it was like the unit was like you know completely designed. It was designed by her actually. Right. She oh, actually wow. cool. designed the place. Right. And yeah, I was, uh, you know, I don't care if it was like $200, 250, 300. I'm just like, I know that my wife is going to love that place. Right? Exactly. And and so I'm not price sensitive. If I would book something for myself or, you know, I'd be more price sensitive, but you know, just, you know, speaking to your point of like, when you make it really, really unique, 
there's going to be people that are going to look at it and be like, oh, that's exactly what I need. That's exactly what I want. And I don't care if it's, an, it's, if it's $100, $200 per night extra because it's exactly what I want and exactly what I'm looking for um, versus you know the, the cookie cutter type of place that no one's really excited about. And to your point, that just people just book it because nothing else is available and it's like, you know, priced competitively. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's, I think that's really important too. And if you think about it, you know, how many, how many people stay at a unit in a year? Let's say, you know, 200 days booked, 250 days booked, average booking, you know, let's say three nights, it's a hundred people or a hundred groups, right? You only need a hundred people per year to love your place. Exactly. Millions Millions that... Exactly. Exactly. When you break it down like that, it's much more digestible. And just to make like, you know, another reference to what you were saying, like, you know, everyone wants a Ferrari and like only certain people can have it. Right. But like, so if you make your property, the Ferrari, then they don't, people don't care. I don't even know how much a Ferrari is because I'm the people that are buying them. Like they don't care. (laughs) They just want the Ferrari. Whereas a Toyota, you're going to get people nickel and diming you for like, you know, a hundred dollars here and there because it's just a different market. So if you attract those people that don't ultimately care, like you said, like you, you just want the experience for your wife. There are tons of people out there that are like that. So, and you, they're better to deal with. So yeah, it's always, it's kind of a no brainer, but it takes a certain, I think, you know, people are just a bit fearful to do that because there's more of a a market for a Toyota, right? Like quantity wise, but um, yeah. And by the way, I, was, I just looked up the uh, name of the burlesque dancer. Her name is Dita Fontes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Dita, I've Fontes, heard of her. The queen, the queen of burlesque. So shout out to my friend Rebecca, who owns Hicksville Pines in uh, in Idlewild Pine Cove. She has a unit that was designed by Dita from Fontes. And uh, yeah, my wife happened to be like a massive fan of that person. So nice. Um, so yeah, no, I you know I think it's uh, I think it's really 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 on point uh, everything that you guys are saying. Um, we're coming up to the end of this podcast, so I want to thank you guys for for joining today. Uh, I think it's a very valuable, very important conversation because you know as you mentioned, like we can't throw you know mediocre places on Airbnb anymore and sit back and expect bookings to come in. Those times are over. Those times did exist, uh, but they're not coming back either, right? Like some no. people think, oh, you know, we're in a slowdown and we'll, it'll come back. It ain't coming back. You know, no. everyone knows about this opportunity of Airbnb now. As soon as like the rates go up again, more people are going to jump on it. And so we have to stand out because this is uh, like any other business, right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So for people that are interested in learning more about your company, um, where what's the best place to to find you guys? Instagram is probably the best. We're just at Pinkwall Designs, and then you can get all of our other, like our link to our website, blah, blah, blah. All of that uh, can come from there. Um, also, if you guys are on TikTok, we are at Pinkwall Designs on TikTok as well. You can follow us there. Um, and yeah, those are the best places. For the old school people, you have a website? Pinkwall Designs Inc. I N C dot com. Uh, okay, awesome. Sweet. Um, all right. Well, any final thoughts when we, before we wrap it up? Um, we're excited for 2024. We hope everybody else and especially everybody listening, all of the investors that are out there, I hope you guys are excited too. And it's a new, a little bit of a new leveled up world for us, but 
everybody can still be successful. Um, it's just knowing the information that's changing and, uh, you know, we're here to support you guys and everybody can still make a lot of money and have great properties and, um, just wishing everybody the best for this year. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aaron and Heather at Pink Wall Designs. And for everybody who's listening, hope you enjoyed this episode and I will be back soon. Have a great weekend. And Thanks so much for having us. Time. Thank you. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. I have a question for you. Do you have a solid revenue management strategy in place to maximize the revenue for your listings? Is revenue management part of your daily routine? If not, then you're leaving money on the table. The days that we can ignore revenue management in our hosting business and still do well are over, my friends, and they won't come back. So if you either don't use dynamic pricing and manually enter prices on the OTAs, or you have a pricing tool set up but you're not sure how to use it correctly, then the cash flow mastery is for you. In this brand new course, I teach you step-by-step -step how to set up your pricing tool, create a winning revenue management strategy, and give you a daily, weekly, and monthly workflow to evaluate your portfolio performance and make strategic price adjustments. I walk you through how we set up our revenue management for FreeWild, from setting up your base price, to minimize stays, length of stay discounts, adjacent day pricing, orphan night pricing, and much more. On top of that, you'll get access to countless of calculators and tracking sheets that will give you the insights you need to make the right pricing decisions the course comes with a facebook group where you can ask questions every day and monthly live zoom calls to help you stay on track do you want to manage your revenue and master your cash flow then sign up now at getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflow mastery that is getpaidforyourpad.com slash cashflow mastery